You are listening to SequelCast 2 and Friends, part of the Tokyo Beat Podcast Network. Thank you for coming. Uh, welcome to SequelCast 2 and Friends, where our podcast uh, well, mostly based out of Portland, Oregon. We've been doing these uh, talks at panels for 10 years now. Can you believe it? Jesus. Since, <laughs> since LeakyCon, I think, in you know, 2012, 2013, something like that. So um, we're going to talk about some of our favorite uh, Star Wars video games. And we also have uh, some trivia and prizes to give out. We can start out giving a few of those. So I'll, um, I'll ask a question. What is your favorite Star Wars? <laughs> you can raise your hand if you want to answer the question. Do you want a prize? OK, they're in the purple. All of it. All of it, good answer. Uh, what's the prize, Jimmy? Yeah, what's the prize? What is the prize? What do you got for us? A novelization based on the X-Wing video games. Rogue Squadron. Nice. nice. By Michael A. Spanfield. They don't make these anymore. Uh, it's a collector's, no. collector's book. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Nice. Enjoy. We'll do one more question and then we'll get started. A non-trivia trivia question. Um, let's see. What's your favorite lightsaber? Yu-Gi-Oh! Green. 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 Nice. Very good. And what's the prize? Star Wars The Han Solo Adventures. It's three novels in one. Three novels in one. These are from the 70s. It was originally a value at $14.85. Now on sale for $6. <laughs> so these are from the 70s. It was before they knew what um, Star Wars was really after that first movie. And it's uh, sort of prequel stuff about Han Solo and Chewbacca. Thank you. It's like that comic where Greedo is just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, all right, great. So who here has played a Star Wars video game? Everyone, good. There's a lot of them. So we're going to talk through some of our favorites and uh, also mention some other stuff along the way. And we've got a lot of slides to get through, so we should get going. The so Star Wars video games have been around since 1982. The first one was on the Atari 2600, Empire Strikes Back, and it's a bit like Defender, you can see on the picture here. It, um, you're just shooting to knock down the uh, AT-ATs, ATSTs, whatever it is. AT-ATs is the big ones, right? Um, I should know that. Uh, you're just shooting them with the gun to blow up the ships, which isn't what happens in the movie, but because the Atari was so simple, they couldn't do it where you wrap the string around with the cable around the legs and knock them down and just go left and right and blow up uh, walkers over and over again. So it's simple pixels. Simple pixels, it's really come a long way since uh, since then. Is it any good? Is it any good? Not really, no. No, okay. no I would not recommend it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> just curious. Yeah, um, no, it's a good question. And there's so many Star Wars games just picking our personal favorites, so that means no Star Wars Super Bombad racing. <laughs> On the PS2. Some people consider that the best game ever made. It's like the Mario Kart ripoff released under LucasArts. Lucas Learning Label, even though it's not educational. <laughs> Although maybe Driving's Driver makes as an example of driving. Uh, Monsters of Terrace Cut C, we were talking about this in the hallway to me. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember about that game? Very little. <laughs> okay. Is anyone going to pick that one? Easy to, jump. Jump. easy to jump at, it's like a 3D kind of Tekken Street Fighter sort of game, and um, yeah, it's just, you can play a sand person named uh, Horror, which is strange. Yes. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, not great. 
And we're not talking about connect Star Wars. It's just sort of, you could, there's a movie from Vance. Yeah, get out of here. Quiet. Look up, if you've never seen this game, uh, yeah. you or YouTube it and watch the dance scenes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I get to go home and do this. I don't know. Yeah, instead of like, like, and then there's like covers of stuff that are sort of spoofs, I guess, and sort of like Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle, it's kind of a princess in a battle. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like the Emperor dances to. Like Skrillex or something. It's so interesting. Interesting note. So that segment from Connect Star Wars was actually supposed to be DLC for Dance Central, which is oh, the edifice that that game was built around. And so they just turned it into a full-fledged mode as part of a, a mini-game collection for Connect Star Wars. Oh, we can do that Anakin theme, uh, but it costs less than a full-price game, right? Right. But it costs less than a full-price <laughs> game, right? Yeah, exactly. Very good. All right, so we'll start with, uh, we each did different titles for the most part, and one slide I messed up on, but we'll get to that later. Because <laughs> some, some of these Star Wars games have the same titles, so it can uh, be easy to get confused, but for Eric, uh, over there in, uh, yeah, Eric Windsor, uh, we should introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. Okay, why don't we do that before getting started? Uh, over there the end. I'm Eric. My name's Tony. I'm Sean. And I'm Matt. So... Now that that's out of the way, let's continue to knock. Five minutes in. Number five. Uh, I mean, this this game, Eric, is really sort of uh, legendary. I think it, it was at a system launch game. It is Star Wars Shadows of the Empire in yes. This game is near and dear to my heart. I wish I could put it higher on the list, but I had a real tough time coming up with this list because I, I really wanted to, to craft it a good way. But uh, I spent hundreds of hours playing this game, uh, and I still have my original cartridge to this day that I still play, kept clean, put a new battery in that sucker, yeah, no. Uh, if you ever get a chance, emulated or not, to play this game, do yourself a service. This is a fantastic Star Wars game. Highly, highly recommended. Right, and you can see there's the, the Hoth level. The joke is that every Star Wars game has a Hoth level, but yeah. I mean, this was, what a good level to start the game on. We had the 3D <laughs> graphics and the cameras, and. It was a big deal at the time. Oh yeah, no, it blew my mind over when I was playing. Definitely. Um, and Shadows of the Empire is strange because like it was a novel, but they did a video game off it. They did a soundtrack album of it. Yeah, comic was, book. Yeah, comic book. Yep. But it was never like a cartoon or a movie or anything. They just sort of treated it like it was with all the spin-off stuff. So very loosely canonical. Yeah, loosely canonical. And it was fine. Uh, the, the next one is mine. It's a game that you have to emulate. It's only in Japan. It's Star Wars with the Famicom, 1987. Darth Vader is a scorpion. At one point, he also turns into a wampa and a, and a robot. And it's, it's very loosely based off that uh, original Star Wars movie. And it's really difficult. I like just how imaginative it is, and the controls are pretty good. And um, it has almost nothing to do with Star Wars in the traditional sense, but I think that's why I like it. It's just so strange, and it's better than the, uh, um, the LucasArts Star Wars Nintendo game that came out in, uh, like, 1990 or so. It's so weird we don't get, like, it's not weird that we don't get it, but we don't get this anymore where they're just like, go make a game, and nobody cares that Darth Vader was a scorpion at the end, but that would be fine. I, I wish uh, current creators had that kind of freedom. 
Yeah, well, and also, back in the day, you can look at a game for Nintendo and a game for Sega, and they'd both be called Batman, but they'd be totally different yeah. games. So, really uh, crazy stuff there. This next one is one that's more recent, but there's been several games in this series. It is uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's an applause for that one. Finally a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was, it didn't come out until 2022, and it was supposed to come out when, um, Rise of Skywalker came out, you know, they delayed it quite a bit, but once it finally did, I mean, just the scope of this thing is pretty incredible, all the levels, all the things to collect. Uh, I also love just the Lego series. The reason I wanted to represent it on my list was getting uh, younger audiences into Star Wars, like, before they can see the movies, even, even though the movies are pretty kid-friendly. Uh, just being able to have, have that and have this different product that even uh, follows the stories of the movies. Uh, is, I don't know, important and interesting that it's happened. Also, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Tony, yours is next. Do you remember what it is? I do. Okay. It is <laughs> Super Star Wars. What? Specifically, it was supposed to be Return of the Jedi, but we can talk about the whole, the whole series. Okay, oh, sure. sure. There's two <laughs> joke slides. Uh, I mean, if you've never played these games, uh, at least when I was a child, they were very, very hard. And every time that I would complete a playthrough of the of the whole game, I felt a sense of accomplishment. It's just a good, you know, platformer. You know, it had some some 3D ship levels, uh, reminiscent like Star Fox. Um, if if you've never played these, go back and give them a shot. Like I said, maybe maybe now they'd be easier. But when I was a wee lad. Um, they were very hard, but they were, they're, they're beautiful games, they're very fun, uh, I highly recommend them. I think they're on the virtual console, if I recall correctly. They were already released on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, yeah. no, I meant the Switch subscription one. Oh, they, are on the they might yeah. be. Yeah. If not, you know, look for your local, find your local emulation store. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, yeah, the levels in this are pretty long, and uh, with the Return of the Jedi, you can play as Wicked the Ewok, I think, for part of it. You can shoot the arrow and bounce off the arrows and climb up the trees on the forest and the Endor. Yep. And um, speaking of Endor, let's give up more prizes. That's a good call of bad What a segue. Wow. That's a great, yeah. It's real professional. Uh, okay. So let's think of another question. What's your favorite Star Wars video game? I think it was You in the Hat. That was the first. Your Republic. Not very good. Nice War Republic. You may even see that on this list. And what's the prize? Uh, you get a Steam key for the Jedi Knight collection, which is Jedi Knight, Jedi 2, a bunch of others that I can't read because I'm a really bad printer. Uh, but they're all good games. I mean, they're Star Wars games, so you'll like it. We can do another question here. Uh, what's can I do one? Yes. Uh, was Dustin Hoffman in Star Wars. Nobody got that reference. Good lord. Alright. Uh, Matt, I'm calling a mulligan on this one. Maybe you should try Sure. Um, cool. What's your favorite piece of Star Wars music? The Yoda in the back? Okay, that's all right. There's so much to pick from. Um, and what's the prize? How about a Steam copy of Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, which may or may not be on this list, I can't remember. 
Also, a very good game, though. The Imperial, the Imperial March. 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 Great. Let's look at more games on the list. Number four. Uh, this next one, after we had made the list, they happened to announce that a, uh, a remake of it, or a, an updated version of it is coming out. This is uh, from Eric, uh, Star Wars Dark Forces. So, if you've never played Dark Forces, it's basically Star Wars meets, like, Doom. Right? I mean, old school FPS. Um, I remember being in, in high school, I'd come in early uh, to the computer lab at school, and I'd install this on all the machines. <laughs> I'd install this, and like, Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbender, like old school LucasArts games, and yeah, so that we could all play games instead of learning. Uh, so yeah, I was very popular in high school. Um, but yes, no, Dark Forces is really great. This is the first entry in the saga of Kyle Katarn. Uh, he was an amazing Star Wars character that deserves to be canonical. Um, yes, go back and watch, go back and play this game if you can. It's absolutely worth it. And it's funny back then, what was like even little things were considered impressive. Like you can shoot with a blaster and it lights up the hallway. Yeah, like, yeah, the lighting effects, everything yeah. was was great. You could aim your gun up and down, with page up and page down. Like that's something the games didn't always have back then. Like it's just little things you take for granted now that this one did that made it really um, stand out at the time. On to the next one. This is based off one of the movies. I guess they're all based off movies. <laughs> this is yes, uh, on Xbox Episode Three. We're not doing this yet. You could play as uh, Anakin or Obi-Wan. They got um, Hayden Christensen to, to do his lines. and uh, it, it just is a really nice, large game where there's always different combos you can do. And it, you know, it's one of, uh, towards the end of the life where you system so they could do a lot with it. They had a dueling mode that was pretty fun. Um, do you have any notes about this one? No, just great, great level design from a standpoint of, of that generation of games. Like, it's just really good to see uh, a lot of the, especially this is why I'm so sad that LucasArts has gone now, because you don't have these studios that are allowed to have like the freedom to really explore an IP and do fun things that are weird, like turning Darth Vader into a scorpion or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> you just don't have that today. They're very rigid with what you can and can't do nowadays. Studio interference, a lot of people like to call it, but. Yeah, no. These, these, a lot of these games that we're going to talk about today just are near and dear to our hearts. So, yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Epos Gaming Audio. With a comprehensive lineup of both wired and wireless headsets, gaming amplifiers, microphones, and webcams, Epos has everything you need to experience the power of audio. Like their H6 Pro lineup, which features two versions an open or closed headset. The closed headset allows you to tap into exceptionally detailed audio and seals out ambient noise while the open version delivers natural, high-fidelity audio with an incredible soundstage. Both headsets include a magnetic detachable microphone and a sleek design that has no wild RBG configurations. Just good design. Listeners can save 15% by visiting www.eposaudio.com gaming and entering code EPOSFRIENDS15 at checkout. Hi, this is Mono, the host of Tokyo Game Life, a Tokyo-based video game podcast 
focusing on Nintendo and gaming culture in Japan's capital. It's your slice of gaming life from Tokyo. Every episode features deep dives into gaming-related places to visit in Tokyo, interviews with fans, developers, and experts, plus detailed thoughts on both retro and new games. Tokyo Game Life, only on the Tokyo Beat Network. Next one is Shan, that's another game in the um, Dark Forces series. Oh, yes. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I did a lot of research for this panel. I have not actually played this, but I did watch a full long play, and it looks insanely cool. Uh, I also love that the main character is just named Kyle. Remember <laughs> <laughs> Jedi. Uh, yeah, PS2 era, uh, combination of FPS and, and third person, uh, with uh, really good voice cast. Kevin Michael Richardson's the, the villain in it, and uh, yeah, I, I will play this before I die. It's on my wish list now. Uh, but yeah. yeah, very close adventure style to like Tomb Raider. If you like Tomb Raider, you should try some of these some of these games. Yeah, these older ones, it's almost more like puzzles in the design, where you have to sort of figure out how to get to point A to point B. A lot, a lot of color-coded things. That's a for you guys. A lot of key cards and... And this one, I think, was re-released on Switch, or is going to be soon? I was think so, yes. Yeah, they released this one a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, for like 10 bucks, so... There you go. Wow. Yep. Pretty neat. Uh, the next one is yours, Tony, and it's an arcade game. And... I actually didn't play this in the arcade until I uh, went to Ground Control yep. the first time years ago. This is the 1983 Star Wars cabinet. Yeah. Oh, got a pass around. Yeah, I got a good one this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, again, like you, I, I this wasn't a childhood game for me, but every time that I play it at Ground Control or various arcades, I, it kind of takes me back to being a child. And like, had I walked into an arcade and seen this, it would have just blown my mind and it's still you know if you've never played it definitely do it because vector machines are, are slowly disappearing um, and there's just a certain you know beauty to, to the vector art looks um, plays great you know you're just in a you know a neon starship blowing up TIE fighters in the Death Star so um, yeah if you ever seen an arcade uh, give it a shot super fun yeah the vector graphics are like if the machine was maintained well like they're very very bright yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost too bright. Before your eyeballs burning. Um, speaking of burning eyeballs, let's do more presents. <laughs> so how many? How many more do we have to go? We have three. Yeah, three. Yeah, okay, so we'll do one question. We'll stretch it out, and the question will be. Let's see. So, what's your favorite Star Wars TV show? You can't point if you already won. Uh, I'll keep impressive from here. <laughs> uh, I would say the, the, the 3D Clone Wars. 3D Clone Wars? Yeah, good choice. Good. And what's the prize? So the prize here, this one is actually a Star... <laughs> this is an exclusive from the uh, Star Trek Cruise. This is a, a little uh, polybagged Gorn. Like a proto-Gorn. <laughs> yes, it's... <laughs> That you could only get if you went on the cruise. Right? So, exclusive yeah. from Star Trek 6. You can, yeah, I don't know why it wasn't like the right color or anything. It, they left them in people's rooms and people thought they were like pillows or something at first. Also, but, this is the part of the panel where we switch to Star Trek games. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll support the other slide. 
Holds you to a false sense. Good on the time, I'm halfway to number three. So this is, next one's another joke slide I messed up on because there's two games with this title and I chose the wrong one. This is Star Wars Battlefront 2, but it, it does not mean the new one. 2005 Battlefront 2. Let's be wrong. So how many of you explain what the difference is? Pandemic. Every. This did more to hurt the franchise than anything that ever came out. Yeah, but the good ones. But the one that's meant to be up here, I mean, the big deal is you could run around, jump in a ship, fly somewhere, get out of the ship, like all seamlessly. Yeah, Galactic, Galactic, the whole Galactic mode that was in the original 2005 was absolutely great to be able to to fly around, to explore. Uh, yeah, no. That one was a much better one. So sorry for this slide. Sorry to to, yep. to trick you with this. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know what you did, right? Uh, let's go next. Come in and have a seat. You don't need to stand if you don't want to. Okay, Star Wars: The Old Republic. This is the MMO. It's been around for a while, and I think just like the writing and the voice acting in this is pretty good. You can kind of pick different roles for your characters, and I like you can be an Imperial agent, but sort of like if James Bond was even more of a jerk than usual. And some of the choices get surprisingly dark, and it, it just the scope of the game is really impressive, and that they've kept it going over a decade is kind of nuts. I thought it wouldn't still be around, but they still keep making the expansions for it. I think it's different people developing it than you did originally. But, um, just the, the variety of classes, and I mean, the, the gameplay is like World of Warcraft, you know, that, that's not too crazy, but it's just uh, the, the branching storytelling and, and dialogue choices, I think, is what impressed me about this one. And it, it's weird, I think this one never came out on console, because you think they would. It's the right time for it, like that PS3 era, it easily, yeah, I, mean, I could definitely see that. Yep. I'll do another one. Someone mentioned this title earlier. This is your choice, Sean. And that's the Old Republic, the original one. Yeah. This uh, announced itself when it came out. It's so big and kind of important and uh, introduced a lot of people to like the Bioware game, uh, a lot of like console people. <laughs> that is, people who couldn't, uh, couldn't do it before. Um, plus, just being a Star Wars game in that mold. Um, I don't know, we don't get projects like this very much anymore. It, feel, it feels like it's either microtransaction stuff or, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but big, expansive, and interesting, and like you said, branching pathways and all of that. Yeah? Just the scope of it's so big, and it took me a few times to get into this game, because the beginning you're on like the most boring planet ever, and there's trash everywhere, and it's really slow, and you can't really heal your guys that well. But once you get past like that Jedi Academy section, like it really starts uh, picking up and being a bit easier to move around. I actually need to beat this one. I got pretty far into the game. I only used one save game, which was a mistake, and the save game got corrupted. So they put, you know, the Bioware experience. The Bioware experience, <laughs> yeah. As the old games used to say, save early, save often. So. Yeah. All those things. Um, this next one is yours, Tony. It's a newer game. It is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, amazing game. Uh, obviously, the sequel came out earlier this year. Uh, and I enjoyed that one, too. This one, I just thought, was a little bit tighter. I liked the story a lot more. The story from the sequel kind of 
was all over the place. Um, I, they're both great. Uh, this one just kind of is a little, uh, little more near and dear to my heart. I, for as generic looking as the main character is, um, all the characters are very, very likable. Um, the story's very interesting, and it's uh, you know fills the gap as a lot of Star Wars stuff does now um, between episodes three and four, uh, which is fun to see explored because that was a big missing part of Star Wars lore. Um, yeah, I'm sure most people here probably played this, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, Dark Souls-ish combat where you're you're not just swinging your lightsaber; it's very tactical, and uh, you're countering and using the right abilities at the right time, um, and you get a cool lightsaber. So, and you can change the color. Yeah, and it's like anything since Dark Souls. Seems like every game now you have to have rolling as a way in order to get a, a way of just spam rolls to win that. Yeah, it's it's a bit, it's a bit more forgiving than Dark Souls. I mean, there's sure. some difficulty, but yeah, it's it's very much inspired by that Souls combat. Definitely. Uh, before we get to number two, let's uh, give away another prize. Let's. Uh, Eric, you want to do a question? No? Okay. I don't have any who's, your, who's your favorite Star Wars villain? There you go. Good one. Okay. Asajj Ventress. Ventress, very nice. And what are you doing? You win a set of vintage Simpsons pens. <laughs> so not Star Wars related, but this is nope. from, looks like from the first season or so, based on the uh, off-model artwork. Yeah, these, these are vintage. Never been opened, still sealed. Their own cool parts. Yeah. Don't have a pal, man. <laughs> <laughs> On the way to number two, this next one was mentioned uh, earlier, I think. This is Eric's choice. It is the first Force Unleashed game. I love a good, like, single player Star Wars game. That's evident with my list. <laughs> But uh, I really, really enjoyed the, the narrative behind uh, Forced Unleash. I became obsessed with Sam Whitworth, the actor uh, who plays um, Galen. Um, and uh, yeah, just this game is just so fun to revisit every couple of years. It, it just hits that Star Wars itch for me. Whenever I want to just pick up a game, play, have fun, explore a couple of world worlds. Um, and the opening segment of the game, where you play as Darth Vader discovering him, is like one of the best opening sequences. You're just like super powered, flinging Wookiees everywhere. <laughs> like, uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, just, just pure, pure fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is another one that was delayed for a while, but it, you know, it, so much of the trailer was the scene where you have to uh, pull the Star Destroyer from the sky with the first Hours, which is really uh, cool segment. And then he made a cameo in Soul Calibur 4 or 5? Which one was that one? I think it was five. 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 Yeah. Yeah, because 4 was Yoda and, or Darth Vader, depending on the system number, I think. Sounds good. Very good. Um, next one is mine. Yet another, I mean, we're doing a whole bunch from the Dark Forces series, but this is Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Um, I like it, A, for the cheesy full-motion video that had real actors dressed up in costumes overacting, which was a far too brief period in PC gaming in my experience, because it was just people handing it up, and, uh, and to see new Star Wars live action is pretty novel at the time, outside of the Ewok movies and stuff like that. Um, 
And you can see in the lower right, I mean, what it looked like, like first-person graphics. It looked, um, I think in some ways it looks worse than the first Dark Forces, to be honest, but it, you get the lightsaber in this one, you can get uh, good or bad light powers, and there's kind of a branching path in the story with how that goes. And it's, um, it has a nice scope to it, too. Uh, anyone else play this one? Nope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I played it. I just, yeah. You said it. You said enough. Right. <laughs> I'll be quiet for the rest of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to add. Uh, this next one is the uh, oh, yeah. newer one. I have the yeah, Star Wars that I fall under the day on that one. It's not the newer one. No. Oh, no, I mean, okay. I, this uh, one is number two. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah I, I actually did play this for the first time for the panel, and how I'm a big Dark Souls fan. I was most impressed by how big the levels were on this, like yeah. huge for a modern game. Uh, really good combat, and uh, yeah, like you said, like well, everything you said, I agree with like what characters. It's uh, it's neat to see recognizable actors. I knew that guy from Gotham and uh, Deborah Wilson from Arena 911 and various other places, and yeah, just really good game all around. Yeah, it does kind of the Uncharted thing a bit, where the environments change a little bit as you're moving through on and stuff shaking when you're on physics, all that good stuff. Yeah. What's next? Oh, okay. Mr. Benedict, okay. So again, this is the wrong one. It was, it's a duplicate, it's the older Star Wars Battlefront 2. Somebody didn't read the notes. No, right. I read some of the notes, but then I didn't see which that battle was Must be the new one. Um, I mean, I will say about this new one, that is up here. They added a single player mode, which people complained about that the first newer Star Wars Battlefront didn't have much of. And it has a plot, and it's like, it's not, I don't think that's really what people wanted. And, and the game at launch, I mean, you couldn't even, Darth Vader was on the box and you couldn't even play as him. You had to like grind for 10 hours to, to get... A sense of achievement. Yes. Sense of achievement, yes. The, the infinite Reddit post, one of the most downloaded Reddit posts of all time. It's really, um, yeah, it was really, but I mean, they eventually made the new one into a pretty good game in the end. Um, yeah, it was issue at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The single player story, it's enjoyable if you can grab this for five bucks. It's worth a playthrough. Um, but yeah, the original Battlefront 2, um, me and my buddies would spend entire days drinking 24 packs of Mountain Dew and trying to beat each other in Galactic Conquest. And just the openness of it and like, you know, being able to like, oh, there's an X-Wing, you get an X-Wing and you fly up, and then there's other ships flying around, and it was just all seamless, and you didn't have to, you know, pick up a token, like, call in an <laughs> X-Wing and try to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that was something even this newer game couldn't do, was that you couldn't jump in an X-Wing and then jump out to first person mode. Like yeah, everything was on a cooldown, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. Um, so before we move on to our last five titles, I hate this Ben Q thing, whatever. Um, we have one more prize to give away. This is a t-shirt, you want to describe it? Oh, it's not a t-shirt, it's, it's not a t-shirt, it's a, it's a button-down shirt. Excuse me. This is nice. Yeah, it's very nice. It's a uh, size 2X, okay. um, with a pattern of uh, Darth Vader, even the buttons say, printed on them, Darth Vader. Um, nice. So yeah. Um, and Matt, do you want to? Sure. Um, What's your favorite piece of Star Wars merchandise in the red? Uh, my favorite piece of Star Wars merchandise is the uh, Darth Vader and R2-D2 PSP. Ooh, Darth Vader and R2-D2 PSP, very nice. Come up here, get the prize. Come on down. 
Nice, yeah. No, I mean, they, they do do a lot of like Star Wars limited edition systems, right? The 360 had one for... Fall in Order. There's a Fall in Order, I remember the PS4 Darth Vader one. Yeah, yeah. But the Xbox 360 had one where you turn it on and made RTGT noises. I still have that one. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> and the, the controller it came was, with a, a C3PO controller. Yes, C3PO yeah. gold controller, very cool. And we move on to our last five, and then if we have time to do questions from the audience, if you want us to talk about other games or whatever. Um, this is what I was thinking of. That's the newer one. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Game of the year. Thank you. Um, the reason why I chose this one over Fall in Order, and I went back and forth, back and forth over which one I was going to pick for number one for me. Um, it, it, it is a little bit of the story. I know you said earlier that you felt it was a little convoluted. Um, I felt it, it branched more and it allowed us to know a little bit more about Cal and about the Order and kind of where things were. Um, I really liked uh, finding out more exploration into the Zepho. Um, and I'm hoping there, there's more narrative uh, pieces of that to come in the future. Um, as far as the game goes, I felt like this one was a little bit stronger because it did have the same kind of massive branch, uh, like Sean had talked about with the, the large open levels, but this allowed for more fast travel, um, which was great uh, for going back over through areas as you opened up your abilities. Um, yeah, I, I think everything I, I love more about Survivor over Fallen Order is why I chose it as number one. You know if they're going to do a third one or not? Or? Oh, they're definitely going to do a third definitely. one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sold really well. Nice. The next one is mine. It's TIE Fighter. It's, uh, you know, best play. It's only on the PC. Best play with the joystick. I mean, the good thing with these old Star Wars games is most of them you can just get off of Steam or good old games or, you know, you can get them legitimately for a few dollars, which is nice. And, um, I mean, I had a friend that played this game with a mouse on a laptop back in the day, which I can't imagine. Uh, trying to do that, but yeah, it's like a, it's a flight simulator. It has a storyline. In one of the early missions, Darth Vader flies along with you, and if you try to attack him, he kills you. <laughs> so, so that's nice. Um, it had a Grand Admiral Thrawn in there as a character who was new in the books uh, at the time, and it's you know it, all the ships felt different and because they were Tie Fighters. They didn't really have shields, so it was like they could go really fast, but once you hit, you died. So I mean, very difficult game, uh, less so the next wing, but it's definitely worth uh, trying out if you like these sort of arcade space uh, simulators. And the next two, uh, it's a duplicate. Shawnee and Tony oh. both picked this. Star Wars Rogue yeah, Squadron. Yeah, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader for GameCube. This is again the main thing that a GameCube. Yeah. That's, uh, when, when this came out, was, I was in uh, undergrad when this came out. Oh, no, um, I wasn't. I was in high school when this came out, and it was just, it was a huge deal for years to come, and it was like a, it was a showcase for the GameCube. Like, you would put this on for friends, and have them do the, uh, the Death Star run, and go, oh my god, I'm playing the Death Star run, and how cool that was that uh, this new generation, that we've never seen anything like that before as, as console kiddies. Uh, just that the place it landed in my life is why it's number one on that. I played it so much of this. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of the reasons I got a GameCube too. Uh, obviously, I love the, the N64 one, the original one, and this just took everything that that did and made it better. 
without doing too much, which is what the third one does, where you're like on foot with a blaster and a bunch of houses. Uh, they kind of rehashed a lot of the levels from the second one and the third one too, so it was more like a 2.5. Um, this game still plays and looks great for how old it is. a 2001 game, and I mean, as long as you're not trying to upscale it to 1080p, um, it still looks great. I mean, lighting, graphics, effects, all of it was, was you know, honestly hard to believe they pulled it off on a GameCube. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's for all the, the the Starship games that have come out in the Star Wars universe, uh, this one's by far the best. Yeah, and with, um, you know, Factor 5 had a development, it would have had Rogue Squadron, I think 2 and 3, I think not the first one maybe, but um, it would have been for the Wii, it would have had upscaled graphics, it would have had uh, motion controls, it had like a, a lightsaber dueling mode with the Wii that was exclusive for it. And it just never came out, it was done, and then LucasArts had a new president and they said, I don't think this will sell, which I think this was crazy, because these games are well regarded and... Uh, Anyhow, you know, maybe we'll get these re-released one day, who knows. Is it, has it ever been leaked or anything? No. It's not out there no. like the Right, but that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. I think we're, we're done with the prizes, but we'll take uh, questions from the audience. Star Wars, Jar Jar's Journey Adventure Book. Discover a world of fun and learning. It looks like fun is papered over everything. <laughs> yes, is that 10 minutes? Did any of you guys consider um, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade? That's one of my favorite arcade games of all time. I mean, I, I really like the 80s one. That's a great question. Yeah. As well, if we had expanded beyond the top five, that would have been probably eight in my, in my top so ten. Much at arcade yeah. So, so that was Star Wars trilogy in the nineties. That it, you could. Um, I played play. through the whole game at arcade places where I can. Yeah. And you could pick which one you started from, right? From which one you did, and so yeah. You could do the first Death Star battle. And the yeah, Death Star Hog. Death Star battle. There's a lightsaber. Yeah. Stuff on Endor and clips and music from the movies and two bonus lightsaber stages. Yeah, I love the lightsaber duels. Yeah. But if I could collect arcade games at home, they weren't so expensive. Yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah. take up so much darn space. I would love to have it. Yeah, that'd be the cool. I mean, they're expensive. The arcade and the eighties. And the Atari one. I mean, with the eighties Atari one, they did a um, what is it? One Up Arcade, the name of the company. They did a version of that. Yeah. I mean, a smaller than the real cabinet, but it has the yeah, the, it's the mini ones. ones. Yeah, it's not even so the larger. Not the larger. One yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, back. Get your hand up first. Yes. Right there, yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there any Star Wars game or type, a, a type of genre that Star Wars maybe hasn't done yet that you'd love to see? Survival horror. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah. If, you, if you look at like some of the books, yeah. if you look at some right. of uh, the plot threads and maybe a current TV show, which will stay unnamed, um, just for spoilers, um, there's some ripe area for darker magic, darker forces to be kind of played around with. I would love to see like um, like a Resident Evil style, old school, you know, puzzles with a little bit of combat, but mostly just exploration and atmosphere. I think that would look really, really great. Yeah, I think like a, a dating sim could be very fun. There's so many characters and there's been so much fan fiction over the years. 
I was gonna say like a um, like a Stardew Valley style oh, life sim. Yeah, moisture farm. Uh, that, that was the joke I was suppressing. Player <laughs> earlier, uh, but, but seriously, like the uh, you know what Ray's doing at the beginning of Force Awakens, or or what Luke's doing at the beginning of of uh, New Hope, like just seeing what life is like on the ground, kind of the mundanity, because it's such a rich world, and just yeah. seeing the day to day of that. I think there's like, there's something there. Great. Um, the Loki up here. Uh, opinion on the uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit already, but yeah, I think the, the scope of it's really cool. I think it's a little weird they have DLC of like um, Mandalorian and stuff like that as characters that they don't, you know, they're not from the movies exactly, but that felt a little bit shoehorned in to me. Yeah, one of the reasons why I didn't have it is because I felt I liked the elements of Lego more than the Star Wars stuff in, in the Lego Star Wars games. Um, yeah, they're, they're good fun. They're they're worth exploring and having fun. I just wouldn't pay full price for them. So, although I did get the collector's edition so that I could get the blue milk Luke <laughs> little figure, it got me without marketing. Nice. All right, uh, gentlemen, you're in the front with the mask. Yeah. Um, have you played Secret Weapons over Normandy by Elite Yes. Yeah. Did you get uh, the unlocked X-Wing at the end and take down the Luftwaffe with your X-Wing? I did not. I personally didn't, but I've seen video that, yeah. that showed how that was all done. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think uh, that was really That was really actually cool. my first Star Wars game because of <laughs> And That's then cool. it actually hooked me into the others. Wow. Right, yeah, nice. they, yeah. Larry Holland, the designer of the, the World War II ones from LucasArts, did the X-Men stuff. Um, so that's cool, they slipped that in there. Um, Yoda in the back? I think it's Groovy. Yeah, Scarlet Lagoon. Okay, five minutes. Um, Thanks, Which, uh, between the flight simulators, the, the, the lightsaber fighting, and then the puzzles for the various games, which do you have a preference for? Oh, that's just, okay, so that's your favorite sort of gameplay style. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm like an action-adventure guy. I'm always going to prefer, the, you know, like Fallen Order, like Dark Souls uh, character combat type stuff, so that's my answer. Yeah, I, I, for why I picked Survivor as my first pick is because they really explore a lot of the combat and the different fighting styles that you can do within the game with, like, heavy attacking with one arm, uh, one hand. Uh, versus dual sabers, versus a gun and saber, which I thought was really innovative and neat to, to actually have in the game to play. So, yeah, definitely action. I like the flight sim stuff. I just like being in an X-Wing and blowing shit up, so. <laughs> yeah, there was a newer game, Squadrons, where the controls were sort of touchy, and the multiplayer I liked in that, but the single player I don't think really worked. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I, I, I played it with, you know, a, a, like a flight sim stick, and it was, mm -hmm. you know, kind of turned all the lights off in my room and made me feel like that. Right. Uh, we had a question yeah. over here in the black shirt. And, oh. Yep. Uh, this is kind of like a two-parter, but sure. keep it brief. Uh, have any of you played Star Wars Galaxies? Star Wars Galaxies, the original MMO. I played it. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Well, because I was thinking about that point about like a mundane Star Wars kind of experience, mm -hmm. about being like a crafter or a medic. Star Wars is a job. That's yeah. Galaxies, basically. Yeah, you could be like a, a dancer. You could be. Yeah. There's all sorts of. Galaxies is what got me to stop playing uh, <laughs> Quest. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I've never been an MMO guy. I'm, uh, I almost said, unfortunately, I don't know if that's the case or not. But uh, I didn't have a PC when it came out either, so right. unfortunately not. Right, and in the red. That almost made my list. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, that was a close one between that and the Super Star Wars. Super Star Wars. Yes. My question for you is, if they ever got to have a fair race, who would win, Ben Quadranero or Sibalba? Oh. Hmm. I mean, I love Ben Quadranero, so yeah. I'm gonna... I'll stand him. Sibalba! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the way Sibalba looks when it's two little arms. Yeah. Yeah. Better, so I guess I'm a school <laughs> I guess it's a uh, Ben Potter narrow thing. Oh. I mean, that, that's it's not the panel. Yeah. I think that would be a cool, like, what if comic. They used to have, what was that Dark Horse here? Is it Star Wars, like, Legends, or what do they call it? Like, Star Wars Tales or something, but it was like, what if stories? Yes. Tales. Tales, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they reprinted some of those, but those have some fun ones in there. So, um, cool. Well, we're at time. Thank you so much for coming for this panel. Uh, if you like what you heard, please. Uh, Send a note to the people here at Rose City, and you can listen to episodes of this podcast at sequelcast2.com. And Spotify. And Spotify, and yes. Wherever find the podcast we found. Do you want to plug into Do anybody else want to plug into uh, Sure. Uh, I, I host Bar Trivia at Baby Technical Club down on Powell Tuesday at 7. Hell yeah. Uh, I love Baby Technical Club. Yeah, it's fun. It's great place. Uh, I work for Double Bottom Brewery, so please drink our beer and delightful cider. Good. I'm a freelance illustrator, so you can check out my art online. If you want to find out my Instagram, come talk to me after the show. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much.